0: Go ahead.
1: What's your name? Lucy, and I'm five years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he made a horror. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, and the hope of living with him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why he wants you to join him. Are you ready,
0: Finn? (coughs) Ready! Welcome to another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. (laughs) Yeldon and I listened to the episode we recorded last week. Uh, But he's still not sure if studying the Bible by himself is a good idea. He said he's afraid he might do it the wrong way. Or miss something he was supposed to find.
1: I'm glad you shared that with me, Finn. Because i felt that way sometimes, too.
0: (gasps) But you're a grown-up! Aren't you supposed to know everything?! Nope.
1: But one thing that's been helpful for me is to think of the Bible like a diamond. You know how it has all those different facets and corners, how it sparkles when you turn it in the light? Well, when we study a verse or story in the Bible, certain truths about God can shine brightly into our hearts. And if we study the same verse or story a year later, we might understand that shiny truth in a little different way. No matter how many times we hold that verse or story up to God's light, we can always be amazed by how incredible and beautiful God is and how that diamond sparkles with all the other diamonds of the other stories and verses in God's Word. One way we can see the sparkle in a story is by looking at how it fits into the big story we talked about last week. God's creation, our choice to sin, God's rescue— and the journey of making us like himself. I don't get it. Let's think about the story of Noah.
0: The Lord told Noah to build him an arkie.
1: Yes, Finn, Noah, and the ark. The people on earth had chosen to hate each other and ignore God, and so he sent a flood. Noah's family was saved because they let God shut them into a boat. And when the waters went down... The creation was restored. Kind of like
0: being saved from being destroyed was by sticking
1: with Jesus, right? Yep, but even Noah's family couldn't trust Noah to save them. It always had to be through God's help. And the big story doesn't just help us in Bible stories, but in other parts of the Bible too. When God gave the law to Moses and the Israelites... He did it so that they and we could understand our need for redemption through Christ and how to be like Him so we could be restored from the brokenness of our sin. The poems and words of the prophets show us how God saves and restores us from our sin and brokenness and that since God has redeemed us, His world is definitely going to be restored. The Proverbs show us how we can respond with obedience as God keeps restoring us. Did you hear that, Harold? Miss Alicia said that the Bible isn't
0: just a list of rules that we're going to get punished for breaking. So we are allowed to eat bacon with our allergy, okay? But wait, how do I know what the laws of Moses are still supposed to follow? I can eat bacon, can't I?
1: That's where we have to do a little digging.
0: For for bacon? I thought bacon came from pigs.
1: Not digging for bacon, for perspective.
0: That doesn't sound very tasty.
1: Uh, perspective isn't a food. It's a way to dig down into God's Word to figure out what God was saying through the authors to the first people who read or heard the words of the book. And we dig with questions. Questions? I thought we were looking for answers. We'll get there. But first, when we look at a story or passage of scripture, we have to ask, who wrote it? When was it written? To whom was it written? In what style was it written? And why was it written?
0: Oh no, that sounds way too hard. How am I supposed to know those things?
1: Well, that's when we get some help with our digging from some other believers who have studied and studied to find some of these answers for us. Sometimes the author names himself, like in the letters that the Apostle Paul wrote. We can then go to the stories about Paul in the book of Acts to find out more about the guy who wrote those letters to the churches, like Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. When we figure out when the book of the Bible was written, we can also know what was going on in the world at that time and about the people it was written to. Like the fact that Jesus didn't
0: have a smartphone or a car to go from Jericho to Jerusalem, or that moms didn't have to jump a car to get to work.
1: <laughs> right. And when we figure out the style of the book, like a true story, a parable those are the s- the stories
0: Jesus told that that didn't
1: actually happen but could happen. Yep. And the laws that were important for living in the places the Israelites lived. Then we can know what we're supposed to understand for living in America in 2019. And when we read a love poem where the man says the, women's teeth, the woman's teeth are like a newly washed flock of sheep, we'll know that back then that made the woman feel beautiful. Not angry.
0: Oh, and when the song says we're under God's wings, it doesn't mean that he's a chicken, but what do I do if I'm not sure?
1: Well, you can always start by asking your parents, or pastor, or Sunday school teacher to help you. And as you learn more about how to read, you can use books like the NIRV Study Bible, the ESV Study Bible, Or watch videos like The Bible Project to help you answer these questions. The
0: Bible Project?
1: Huh, that sounds like way too much work. Well, if I never understand the Bible, what if I can't do it? You're learning to read, right? Yeah. What if you decided to just give up and decide that you'll only listen to audiobooks or find someone to read to you?
0: I guess that won't be good because I would have to wait for someone. It's every one my own library books myself. And then I couldn't celebrate each time I finished a
1: new book. Studying the Bible is kind of like learning to read. The times you get confused are like the times when you can't sound out a word. But rather than feeling like you failed if you can't finish a story you started, you can celebrate the fact that you're still learning to read just like you're learning about God each time you study. And as you keep practicing, you can go back to the story you couldn't finish and try again. And I can be really
0: proud when I can figure it out.
1: Right. And just like you learned your ABCs and the different sounds each letter makes, I'm going to give the boys and girls three questions they can ask anytime they read a story or some verses in the Bible.
0: Only three questions? Well, that doesn't sound too hard,
1: I guess. So, what are the questions? They are: What does it say? What does it mean? And how should it change me?
0: So it's like the Bible's ABCs.
1: Huh? <laughs> I guess we can think of that way. What does it say? What does it mean? How should it change me?
0: I know the ABCs of the Bible. <laughs>
1: Since there are lots of little words in the Bible to keep it from weighing 50 pounds, it might feel hard to open it up, to just study one section. One thing your parents can do is print out a passage or story on printer paper for you with the words nice and big. Then you'll also have it handy to read again and again.
0: But I can't just read it once. It just takes a long time to read just one story.
1: Remember, the Bible was written a long, long time ago, so reading a story more than once will really help us to understand what it's actually saying. After you read through the text, you can grab your colored pencil or pen and circle words that you see more than once. You can put question marks by the words you don't understand. And when you see something about who God is, you can write it on the empty white space, like, If you see in the story that he's kind or wise or powerful.
0: That doesn't sound too hard. But you better not give me any papers to take home. Because we have to have special underwater paper and pens. Once I found a map lying in the sand and tried to take it home into my bedroom in the coral reef. And it just melted into tiny pieces.
1: Then I guess I won't send my dictionary with you. After the boys and girls finish writing their question marks and circling repeated words, they can ask their mom or dad to help them look up in the dictionary any words they don't know. Then their parents can help them read the passage in a different translation. Each translation is going to use a few different words so that we can really try to understand what the author was trying to say when he wrote the words in the Greek or Hebrew languages. My favorite translation to read with boys and girls is the NIRV, New International Reader's Version. But you can also read the passage in the NIV or NASB or ESV. The last thing you can do is write down or tell your parents the main thing or two the passage is saying, like, God adopted us as his children and has made Christ the leader of us all. I'm not sure I'll have time to do all that. Because I'm in school today and sometimes I have to do swim practice. Remember, Finn, that you don't have to do this all in one day. Just a little bit at a time. Like right after dinner? Sure. After you think you understand the story, you can flip over your paper and tell the story using your own words. Just like if I asked you to tell me the story of the three little pigs. I bet your mom or dad would love to listen, or maybe even your little sister. Maybe, but she
0: doesn't normally flow in one place for very long. She's always going from one of a Reef to the other.
1: After you retell your story to your mom or dad or grandma, then you can find the places on your paper that you wrote question marks for things you didn't understand. Choose one question you had, and then ask your parent to help you find the answer. They could look in a study Bible, or something called a commentary, which is where pastors and Bible teachers write down their findings after they study a passage in the Bible. The last question you can ask your parents is, What does this story have to do with Jesus? If it's a story from the Old Testament, you can talk about how you saw God care for the people in the story, and how He does it even better for us in Jesus. You mean like God's way the sea
0: in half when the Israelites were being chased by the Egyptians? I remember reading in my history book about the f- fish who is there and saw the whole
1: thing. Ha! <laughs> yes, Finn. So after you tell your parents about how the Israelites heard the Egyptians' chariots get louder and louder, and the people cried out and said, How could you bring us out of Egypt to die out here? And how Moses told the people to be quiet and wait to see the way God would save them. And how God pushed back the water all night long and blocked the Egyptians with a pillar of fire so the people could cross the sea on dry ground. And when the pillar did move and the Egyptians started chasing the people, God clogged the chariot wheels and caused the water to close over the Egyptians so that the people were saved. When you get to the end of the story, you can keep going, saying, Many years later, God did an even bigger saving when he sent Jesus. Jesus saved lots of people from getting punished for their sin. He died on the cross to save people from their sins, just like he saved the Israelites from the scary Egyptians. Wow, it makes me excited about talking about Jesus
0: every time I tell a Bible story because he's the best.
1: I wholeheartedly agree. And next week we'll talk more about other things God might be wanting to say to us when we study a part of His Word. Because studying God's Word is not so that we can make people think we're really smart, but so that we can get to know our best friend in the whole world. Isn't it better than Harold? Yep. You can still love Harold just as much. But God is the one who can really help you enjoy being with Harold and loving him like a good friend. Okay, boys and girls, I better get this little fish back to the bus. But we'll talk to you next week. Toodaloo, kangaroo.